Hey guys, Laura here. I wanted to invite you to my Authenticity Workshop on Friday, May 24th. The title of this workshop is Authentic Expression and Why It Will Make You Wealthy. And I use the word wealthy not specifically in the traditional sense, although that's true as well, but also holistically wealthy, um, leading to a life of joy, abundance, and expansion. Because when we learn to authentically express, there's nothing more powerful. And once we learn it and we bring it to our nurse coaching practice, it echoes into over into every other area of our life. So come for this interactive workshop. It's 30 bucks. You need to register. Link will be in the bio. Thank you. Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. On this podcast, Laura and Shelby, both board-certified nurse coaches, show you how to make as much money as you want in private practice as a nurse coach. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. It is the dynamic duo here today with you, Laura and Shelby, um, and we're going to be talking about group coaching today, our actual bread and butter. I don't know how many groups we've run at this point. We maybe should have looked at that before <laughs> we started recording this podcast. We've run a heck of a lot of them. Um, but before we jump into that, I want to put a, just a couple of announcements on your radar. We have a spirituality and nurse coaching workshop being hosted by Laura on October 13th. Uh, if you want to check the details of that, it's in the Facebook group. It's also on our website. Uh, but this is likely going to be... Mm, a hot topic, shall I say? Uh, so, mm-hmm. if you if you want to come and be challenged or be expanded in this way, we just encourage that you come with an open mind and with a cordial discussion, because I think that there is a lot of um, learning that we could all do as a collective here. Um, and then also, just if we are enrolling, we are actively filling seats for our January mentorship. So, if you are wanting to jump into that space, now is the time. Even if you're like, maybe not totally sure how you're going to figure it out or make it work, shoot us a message. Let us know. Yes. Help you figure it out. Um, But yeah, let's jump into the meat and potatoes today of group coaching. This is something that also comes up a lot on our new grad workshop of people wanting to know the dynamics of this, how it works. Um, We don't really talk about it in our new grad workshop. So I'm happy to happy to give some some insight to to the madness that is group coaching. So Anyway, let's let's jump into it, Laura. You want to kick us off? Yeah, sure. So I feel like most nurse coaches who are professional for more than 18 months will run a group of some sort. So this is likely on your trajectory if uh, you decide that this is how you're going to earn a living full time. The, the alternative to this is to have a, a higher end one-on-one practice to really make a nurse's salary. So that's kind of the, the two pathways I see forward is either a high end one-on-one practice so that you're charging more per person because you have limited spots or you get so good at solving a problem that you create a group and the price goes down and the time that you spend facilitating goes down and you can serve a wider range of people. So it's something that if you're if you know you're going to be a professional nurse coach or know you're going to be in private practice, this is something you are going to get to do and we love it. I mean, I love group coaching so much. I love one-on-one too, but love group coaching and we're just going to kind of start talking about what it is and what it isn't. Um 
for newbies and for for people who haven't done a group yet, just to give you some distinctions there. Yeah. So I think it's important out of the gate to qualify and define what group coaching is. Um, So what we are going to be speaking to right now is like an actual coaching container to where it's not primarily education-based. You are not teaching. You I think that there is a teaching component that does come into play with group coaching yeah, uh, to get everybody on the same page. But usually that's done outside of the call, either through like a Correct. course or through your Facebook group. You can record lives like there's um, and the teaching is really kind of like 10 percent of the equation. Um, but we're talking about like an actual coaching space where people are going to get spotlight coaching for anywhere from like 10 to 30 minutes, depending on your group size. Um, and that you're doing transformational work with people like you're the, the coaching element is leading in, in this. Um, most group coaching containers, if not all, have a common goal that they're all working towards and a common gap and common pain points. They don't have to be identical, um, even within our groups. Um like having a successful private practice is defined differently by everybody in the group space, but we're all like pointed towards that true north of this is where we're headed. This is the thing that we're going to be attacking. Everybody's in a different starting point. That is okay, but we're all calibrated towards one common goal. And I think what it's important to notice is like, while group coaching can be on the more affordable side and it can keep your coaching and support and your service available, to more of the masses, um, this is not an opportunity to greatly discount your your coaching yeah. services. So, like, we're not encouraging you to have a group coaching space that's two hundred dollars a month. Um, that's more of like a membership style. But this is where, like, for instance, you the group adds something to the experience, right? Like the, right. the group space having extra people in the bubble, having extra experience and perspectives in the bubble is an a value add and it's not taking away um i like to frame this as like people who try to accomplish goals and if it's a particularly tough one like entrepreneurship they're probably going to try and fail the first few times that they do it solo and they're going to get pretty used to letting themselves down like over and over and over you kind of abandon self it's hard you don't have anybody in your corner Um, then you bring it into the group space or you hire a coach. Let's start there. You hire a coach. Then you have an external source of accountability, right? You're showing up mostly weekly, having to report to somebody else. I did or did not do these things. And there you're going to have to, um, like admit that to somebody else, but over time, you're going to get used to letting your coach down. Like it's not going to sting. It's not going to sting as much. So then the extra, like the peer, the peer accountability is actually what's most potent here is like. I don't want to be the person on the call, the only person on the call every single week coming to the table with nothing. Um, And so there's like an element of accountability here that is a huge value add long term. Yeah. Or for the accomplishing of whatever, whatever the goal may be. So that is how we how we like the very, very basics of how to define a group space. Anything that we missed that you want to add? Yeah, no, I think that's that's great. And to give some context just with our with the mentorship, the mentorship is consulting and coaching. So we do because we're you're learning how to do something that you don't know what to do, don't know how to do, you're doing learning in our course, we're doing some teaching and or consulting, i.e. telling you what to do. And 
also coaching. So that's why we call mm-hmm. it coaching. I've seen group coaching spaces be called group coaching and it's not. It's uh you it you're the, you're the audience of the lead person talking at you and telling you stuff. Mm-hmm. Um that's not coaching. And so I think that the word coaching is is just thrown around but like really knowing the meaning and our people know what the meaning is because most of you are going through certifications. So you kind of understand that difference. So even when you're looking into a group space, being clear of what's being offered. Um, and hey, I would take a class on consulting on many things. There's nothing wrong with that. But just noticing what the the difference is mm-hmm. uh, between the two is helpful. Absolutely. Yeah. I think uh, a lot of where I'm at right now is like, tell me what to do. Like if I'm, <laughs> if I'm going to be in a group space, I'm like, listen, I've done a lot of the inner work. I have a good solid foundation. I'm at the point of like, tell me the shortcut, tell me what I need to know. And then I can outsource the integration piece, but that is right. a good distinction. Um, yeah. so some, some prereqs that we like to throw out there for a group space, um, having a one-on-one practice, even if it is short and brief, but somewhere between five and 10 paid clients is really, really helpful. Um, we use this benchmark a lot for like have 10 paid clients before you get a website, have 10 paid clients before you uh, worry about an email list, have 10 paid clients. Uh, that's really like the benchmark for entry because if you do not have a niche or even if you do have a niche, we need to be serving real people in real time uh, to, to have any sort of coaching head on your shoulders. Um, so we do recommend starting with a one-on-one practice I would say 95% of our clients start with a one-on-one practice. And some people know that they don't want to do one-on-ones forever, that they really like the group space. They like facilitating. They like um, working with multiple people at once. I get it. It's all good. And I'm still going to encourage you to start here just to build your skill around coaching people. Right. Um, Because group coaching is individual is one-on-one coaching with an audience with a group dynamic it's it's one-on-one coaching made more difficult yeah so uh we've had a few people argue i've had people argue with me about this and um and i you know what prove me wrong awesome go start a group successfully without uh being a one-on-one coach but i can't recommend that because it's the it's the foundation it's the how it's the the foundation of the skill that you're going to build upon for the rest of your career. Don't skimp. Don't yeah. skimp on this part. It's yeah. going to give you so much information on on how to be a better coach through uh, coaching lots of people one-on-one. I love Rich Litvin's um, in his book, The Prosperous Coach. He talks about the Lit- Litvin levels and the different levels that I couldn't pull them up in time, but that you know, if you've coached 10 people, you are a beginner. If you've coached I forget how many paid clients you're a, a novice and then you're an intermediate and then you're proficient. Like there are reps that need to happen. And we find when people launch groups too early, it often falls flat. I can sense it now and I can't, usually it's at the 75 hour mark. I just had one of my mentees uh, on the call and she's like, I'm thinking about doing a group. And I'm like, you're really like loving coaching right now, right? And she's like, yeah, like I'm really loving it. I'm like, are you, how how many boxes on your hundred coaching scorecard are you? She's like 73. And I'm like, I knew it. Like I knew that's exactly where you are because I can sense the way you talk about coaching, the way that you're relaxed about it, mm-hmm. the way that you you trust yourself with any human to be able to perform the skill. Like you need to have that self-trust because if you have a group of four to eight humans, um curveballs. It's a it's curveballs for hour, like all the whole time. Yeah. Um 
So I, I, I'm such a big advocate of really learning that skill, even if it's not where you want to land, but just choosing to to master it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And also too, I think we see that people like get a few one-on-one clients and then they want to open a group and it's just genuinely too soon. Like they don't have the audience for it yet. And it's not far off. Like give it six more months, eight more months and we will be there. Uh, But I've just seen it like a hundred times. Not even, that's not an exaggeration. Oh, I tried to launch three groups. I tried to launch three groups. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Me too. Like I I flopped on this as well. Like it's, yeah. And that's fine too. <laughs> yeah. It is fine if we got to learn the lesson, that's okay. Um but there's there is a a a little bit of a strategy here of like you don't need to offer a group because your price is too high. That is right. the number one motivating factor I see for groups right out of the gate. Um you run a group because your waiting list is too long. Yes. That's the right reason. Yeah. And so Having a group space, again, there's so much value add for community and a group space and all of these things, Uh, but you kind of, you have to have enough relevancy with enough people. And I'm not talking like 5 million people here. I'm talking like 50. (laughs) You have to have talked to to at least 50 people or shown up consistently online or in person or with workshops or with meetups. Like there is, you have to have like an energetic connection to a solid foundation of people with a similar pain point that a group can solve. Um, so like this is where having a niche is most helpful uh, to where yes. if you have a group for a particular thing. Um, that is really, really great. And again, coach 10 clients and you will just know more. We will know who you want to coach around, who you don't want to coach around. We will be closer to your niche. Like just coach 10 clients first, paid clients, have them in a container and like it will set you up for more powerful groups yeah. in a few months. Totally. Um, and I want to talk about the fun part of groups. Like if you, let's say, I'm going to just use a case study, uh, new mentee hires us. She gets her first 10 paying clients in the first seven months, and she's going to launch her first group. And by her 10th client, her fee is 2,800 for three months and 5,000 for six months. Then her six month group is 4,000. Yeah. And she enrolls a group of five. And then she has a $20,000 a month. Yeah. that's It's really fun on the business side to, to successfully run a group. And it's a great way to not be working 40 hours a week. It's a great way to be working the appropriate amount of hours a week in sessions, which to me, anything over of coaching, anything over 15 hours a week starts to feel like too much for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And like uh, for all of you that are like, well, I can do more than 15. Of course you can do more than 15. It's just like setting you up for burnout after like yeah. three or six Can you do it that. well? Right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. So again, I really want to drive home the point that like groups are not discounted because they are groups. Like groups inherently have a value add. Community has a value add. Like we, we're not really discounting. We're not we're not slashing prices to a third no. of it. Um, the, especially with groups, you're going to have potentially more support to do in between calls as well, if that's a part of your deliverables, um, like questions to answer between calls, guidance between calls, um, 
Like it's like you're holding an energetic space for potentially five people for six months. Like that's not, it's a lot it's, to hold. It's something. Yeah. 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 Not that you can't. It's just a lot to hold. Um, All right. Group dynamics. Do you want to talk or jump into that? Yeah. Let's, let's talk about this. Um, so this is like how to actually facilitate a group, things to keep in mind, things that we have learned, things that we've been told (laughs) that are helpful Mm -hmm. through coaching so many groups. Um, so especially now, like I just started a new group this August and, um, we just finished like week four and I, it's been a really long time since I've started a group from the very beginning with being pregnant and all of that. And I'm just reminded of like how new everybody is to this process and how, and it's like, I love it. I I love being back at, at this, this place. Um, but I'm watching, like, I'm kind of like keeping tabs on the safety of the group, like how people are like group containers. Awesome. I'm going to jump right in. I don't, I don't have a hard time taking up space. I will ask for the support that I need and I don't have any qualms with that. And then we have like another, this other side of the coin of folks that don't want to take up too much space. They know everybody's time is precious so that they don't want to, they don't want to be too much for the group and, um, creating safety for everybody in the group space to feel like they can be seen, be heard and take up time because you've all paid the same ticket price to be in the group. Yeah. Like that's our job as coaches to monitor that. And I think in the past we've had people other themselves pretty quickly of like, well, I'm not in the same, I'm not in the same spaces. So-and-so. So so, um, I'm a failure and life is extra hard and they just bury themselves under how hard it is. Um, And so as, as the lead coach, it is just so important to call that spooky skeleton right out of the closet and be like, you are right where you're supposed to be. I got you no matter where you're at. Yeah. Comparison is the ultimate thief of your experience here. So just continue to lean in and just be where you are. Um, and that can take a little bit of time too for everybody to like settle in to the container. Yeah, we, the way we were taught, the way we like to do it and what we find works, this is for groups, for retreats, for workshops, for anything that you do where you have a group of people that are new to each other and you are the facilitator is to use vulnerability exercises early and often to create cohesiveness and a, a sense of safety within the group. Also, the coach has to go first. So we don't mm-hmm. we don't get to skip it. We ask a, a really popular question that we ask, and I've been mixing it up lately, but my favorite is, what is one thing you don't want me to know about you? Or what is one thing you don't want the group to know about you? Mm-hmm. And and then I will say, I will go first and I close my eyes and I try to find something in my consciousness that would make me uncomfortable to say. And I am surprised by what comes out of my mouth sometimes, <laughs> right? Like allowing like the magic of your own vulnerability, your own non-perfectionism, like really modeling what it looks like to say something that actually makes you feel uncomfortable is that going first, really modeling that. And then people dive in. And then depending on the group dynamic, if, if the first person dives in pretty deep, the rest of the group meets them in that, at that depth. Yep. Totally. It's so beautiful. And one of my most favorite things, and there's never a dry eye, and it's very memorable to be 
that naked in a group and feel that safe. Yeah, totally. Um, There's always on the first call, it is inevitable that someone gets tearful on the mentorship. And there's always a lot of apologies that follow that of like, I didn't I didn't know I was going to cry or I'm sorry for crying or I'm sorry for breaking down. And like, just God bless the people who cry first, because then it gives everybody else permission in the room to do the yeah. same if they want. Um, so it's it's really I mean, it's sacred having group space, um, especially yeah. for an extended period of time. And to kind of build the walls around that sacredness and to treat the yeah. spacious special like agreements. I mean, I, I talk about agreements at nauseum, but they're so important and 100 percent necessary uh, to set up your container, to create the safe space, to ensure that everybody is on the same page. Um, I think that even as coaches, coaching coaches, we could get lazy around this if we wanted to. Like we could just be like, ah, oh, everybody knows we don't have to really spend time here. Yeah. But I think it's important, especially if you're coaching, quote unquote, normies. <laughs> that that <laughs> You take the time. This is going to be foreign for people. They've never they might. Right. This might be their first introduction. So taking time to distinguish agreements and expectations and a, a good one that I've been adding in lately around triggers is like it is highly likely that you're going to get triggered in this space. And like, I welcome them. That is important. Yeah. It is because the nature of being in human relationships is that there is going to be conflict at some point in time. You are not all the same person. I expect for there to be triggers or for you to be unsettled. And it's not anything wrong. Nothing has gone wrong. It's not a reason to retreat or to hide. Uh, it's just where we get to go next. And that's, yeah, that's the essence of it. Um, I find that calling those out, people are able to own them with a little bit more like humor of like, oh, Laura, you yeah. said this thing and that really bothered me versus like, oh, Laura said this thing. Now I hate her and we can never be friends and I'm never going to come to group calls ever again. <laughs> you know, like uh, there's there's it's a- tempting. That's tempting. Yeah. On, you know, when I get triggered, it's tempting. Just be like, oh, yep. Wrong fit. Not aligned. Yeah. Goodbye. No one believes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think one of the new agreements that I've been using, which I love, and uh, and it's some version of this, but this was really came from uh, at retreat, having uh, a couple of my mentees tell me because their group mates told them that they had to tell me because they admitted that sometimes when they're not doing well, they're afraid that I'm they're letting me down, mm. right? Like that they're going to let their coach down and that I'm not going to like them or, or think highly of them. And so the new agreement for me as the facilitator is that there's nothing that you could do or not do that would make me love you or respect you any less in this container, right? Like just mm-hmm. that the the ultimate non-judgmental, loving, seeing them. Um, I think that takes a lot of pressure off because I, I know I like to be the class. I want the the, the star. Like I want the star next to my name. I want to. I want to get on the top ten list of whatever, and that's really motivating to me. And then the shadow side of that is is when things are difficult, that uh, that I don't want to show up because I feel mm-hmm. like I've disappointed or I've let down my my mentor. Yeah, yeah. Especially like for all of you listening this pod to this podcast, right? If you've listened to all almost ninety hours that we've put into this podcast, you may have Laura and I on a version of a pedestal, right? Like, right. Like there's there's this mm, there's this knowing that comes to listening to us talk for for that long, uh, and then 
when you get into a container with us or with any of our lead mentees or yeah, our lead coaches, um, like the pedestal, we can leverage it to your favor. And also like, we're really human. (laughs) We're really open and we're really like authentic and real in our coaching containers. Um, so we get to like, if that is resistance holding you back from being fully seen in the group space or from your clients being fully seen in your group yeah. space, um, it can be helpful to address that too. Of, of yeah. Just, yeah, bringing the humanness into it all. I think for a lot of people, a group space is the first time they've ever felt accepted in a community. So there's yeah. lots of people where even just the the notion of being sitting in a group of people you don't know and feeling okay is foreign. So just uh, like take that on for a moment, like the the magic of that, the sacredness, the bigness of that, realizing that just getting being the facilitator to get humans together to commit to to do whatever it is that you're coaching around for any amount of time, just that is healing and magical and provides value. Like yeah. just that. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And it kind of like segues nicely into this next topic that it is natural for people to want to retreat. Like this level of vulnerability that can happen um, might be too much for some folks. And you will notice that like they start to energetically retreat first where they don't really have anything to talk about. They're fine. It's okay. Everything's good. And then then they stop coming to calls and you can't get a hold of them. And my advice here is hop on that as soon as you pick up on it. And not in the sense yeah. of like that you're going to send a voice memo and be like, hey, I sense that you're energetically checking out. <laughs> that would not be my approach, but I would just reach out and be like, hey, I've noticed that you are a little quiet on calls. I just wanted to make a little space. Is anything coming up for you? Is there anything you want to loop me in on? Um, I'm here for you. I'm in your corner, like reiterating that like they, you want them in the space. And that seems silly or can sometimes seem silly to me, but every time I've done that, there's always something else yeah. happening uh, and everyone's always super grateful that yeah. you took the time. In, uh, in one of my groups, I gave them an option to cancel two of our group calls and do 30-minute one-on-ones halfway through the year. Um, I think because I was sick. I think it was how we came up with it is I had been sick and then uh, we had another week off and I said, hey, do you want to do it this way? It's the same amount of time on my end, but that this gives you a one-on-one. And this was at the six month mark and they all had stuff they were holding back because they didn't want to burden the group or tip break, or they didn't want to bring the group down. Mm-hmm. So like the, the, the speaking to that, like bringing whatever's heaviest for you will not bring the group down. It will rich. It make the, makes the group better. Mm-hmm. Like being vulnerable adds value to all of your colleagues and your neighbors. And I think that's uh, something I'm going to work on with my newest group is to do that energetic check-in. Say how many yeah. of you are holding back because you don't want to bring bring the group down because coaching yeah. is like deep work. We get every bouquet of human emotions and we want to make all of them okay, not just the ones that we might perceive as socially acceptable yeah, or, or positive. Yeah, totally, totally. We had a, a really cool real-time example play out uh, this week with this of like people that we've been working with for a long time that are in year two with us. Um, we went around and did an energetic check-in on a scale of one to five and everyone rated themselves pretty high. But then as we went around the circle, everybody was like, Ooh, if I'm actually being honest, I'm in the mud too. Like I, I didn't want to recognize or fully admit where I'm at. Right. Um, or, or there's like a, 
a both and situation of like, it's really heavy and I'm still really excited. Um, and like, that was a big call this week of just yeah. like purging and accepting and loving on where you're at now. Um, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Gosh, I love it so much. I just, <laughs> you know, this is my, this is a best podcast episode. We love it. We love group coaching. We highly recommend that you, you get to the space where you can offer it and experience it. It's magic. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. All right. I think we touched on this about like watching people deciding to feel like an outcast or or different. And I think the word I want to highlight in that sentence is watch for people deciding to feel like an outcast or that they are different. This likely is a pattern that they've had in their life from probably real circumstances, like not like it was it was intentional. But we always have the choice with like radical sovereign accountability to decide to be a part of or to, to decide to be not a part of. Um, so check in with people who I would check in individually with people at any like throughout your group container, like Shelby was saying, just making sure, is there anything that you need that you haven't been unable to say on the group call? Mm-hmm. And watch for these uh, these telltale signs of, of people othering themselves in a group space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll leave it there. I feel like I give, if I give too many examples, I might accidentally call someone out in a way that I don't mean okay. to. So, uh, okay. but yes, just open the door to talk and check in. And um, it's always better to, to have space for these things to bubble up sooner than, um, then wait, then yeah. wait. Yeah, totally. Um, what we got a couple of other things here. Ooh, coaching to the highest person's consciousness. So it's really easy to, in a group that like, there's just natural dynamics that take place, right? You're going to have a couple superstars. You're going to have some people riding in the middle and you're going to have some people that, um, how do I want to phrase this? Or just at like a different starting point. And I don't want to like make this a hierarchy of ranking. Um, but We've had some folks in groups before that um, are lagging in a big way to where they might need like extra support. They might need some therapy. They might need a one-on-one coach. They And um, there's a natural inclination to like tend to that person first or most, um, but also remembering why people opted into this space, remembering uh, what is the deliverables that you promised, what is the common goal that you're reaching towards. And it's easiest to to stay in tune with that if you start with the front runners that with the, right. like the, um, and that is not, this is like so nuanced, but that's not to say that you don't <laughs> that you like leave leave your people that are that are struggling just on the side of the road and you guys drive off in the car and you leave them there right. that is not what i'm saying here um but you kind of have to be aware of if your tendency is to uh take care of of your people who are struggling the most and prioritize them that might distract you from the common goal yeah like that, that might derail the group energy the group the group mojo in the forward yes. direction. Um, I'm hoping I'm saying this clearly. Is it coming through? I'm okay. gonna, <laughs> yes, I know your intention, but I'm yeah. going to co- I'm going to cover you with a, a story storytelling to make it more real in case any of our clients are listening and worried about being the ones lagging. Cause that's, that's not what we're saying. What we're saying is, is that each of you 
Uh, and this is for you guys in your own groups. Each of you, you hire a coach or a group to solve a problem in your life, right? And in our groups, people hire us to learn how to make money as a nurse coach. There are different parts of this journey that happen over time. And I'm going to use jujitsu as an example because my husband never stops talking about it. And apparently I don't ever stop talking about it either. <laughs> and there are base moves in jujitsu that you have to master to then start you doing other moves and to move up in belts. Now you all, if you're all starting as a white belt, some people because of life circumstances and, and other things are going to progress quicker than some. And you can't just keep teaching white belt skills for the whole group for mm. the entire time. Um, it's, it's a detriment to the group as a whole what you might do is get really creative in how to support those people that need that extra support. And there's lots of ways that you can do that while still maintaining that you're going to keep building on the lessons that you decided to teach. And uh, I just had this happen in a group where people think this doesn't happen. It happens all the time where we, through the pursuit of entrepreneurship, we are aware that we need to do some deep inner healing and work. It gets revealed to us that Hey, I feel out of integrity because I there's this thing that I know I need personal attention to. Um, so we just change the rules for that person, and that person for the next sixty days isn't allowed to work on her business, and that the group is going to hold space for this new goal, this new mastering of a skill that's required that the rest of the group doesn't need. But we make it relevant to her, and we're coaching her at the level she needs to be coached at. There's all sorts of ways to get creative here, but the newbie coach will be concerned about the the, the people who seem to be struggling. And if you coach to the struggle for two hours instead of coaching to the possibility, yeah, yeah, that that uh, I like your choice of words better. It's it's a hard it's a hard concept to articulate for me. Um, yeah. Because I really, really don't want to impart any kind of like judgment for where people are right. at and what they're navigating and what they're working through because it's all valid. It's all, um, yeah. again, showing up to where you are now is exactly where you're meant to be. Um, and where you are is relative to each person in your group. Yes. So um, also making sure that we're tending to the people that are in the middle, the middle pacers, the ones that are, um, that are doing their thing and also navigating a lot in life. And then there's just naturally there's, there's um, people like in our group space where people who have quit their jobs, they got a lot of time and space. They have the partner support. They got clear runway in front of right. them to just sprint. We got some people that got a few trees and robots and things in the middle. And yeah, then there's folks that just have uh, like a freaking bomb went off in their runway and we're yeah. going to navigate that too. Uh, but you just have to be able to tend to all, all the different, Correct. all the different things. Yeah. And okay. So yeah, this is also a good little segue here to comparison being the thief of joy, right? Like there's, there's, this is natural. This is so natural. I think for every human ever, particularly nurses of like, oh, well, I'm not where so-and-so is. So I'm just going to quit. Or I'm just going to stop I'm behind or I'm behind or um, yeah, just showing up to where you are is so important because um, it's all relative. It's just so I sound like a broken record, but it's just so relative. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are, let's say you, you launch a group and you're going to solve the problem of self-love. So you're going to have, let's say you have a group of six and you have six human beings 
And their common goal is because they all want to increase their self-love. Now, what are they increasing this self-love for? Some of them might be doing it for to be better in their marriage, to be better parents, to be better at their job. Like the outcome might be different. So you're, you're coaching on something similar, but the dynamics for each person are all separate. Mm-hmm. What I like to do is to assess energy level. And this is what we we're talking to is like coaching to the appropriate level of consciousness. So at the beginning of a call, for, for your coaching group for self-love. If you say on a, on a scale of zero to 10, 10 being you're so in love with yourself that you don't even need to be here and zero being uh, even talking shit to yourself all morning and could barely get out of bed, where are you today? And if you've got, and, and people give you a zero to 10 rating, if you've got people at sevens, people at fives, people at threes, don't only coach to the three, right? Um, assess and, and coach differently to the threes, coach differently to the fives and differently to the sevens, but don't hold back on coaching to the sevens because you don't want to make threes feel bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. a coach can, can do this too. Like a, a, a people pleasy version of it is that you don't want anyone to feel bad. Um, and that's a really noble uh, intention, but yeah. that would be coaching to the three. Yeah, I want to speak into that a little bit because I struggled yeah. with this for so long. Of yeah, um, like I didn't want to make people feel bad. I didn't want to say thing like I didn't want to like challenge a limiting mindset for my seven um, that would then make the three feel even worse about where they're at right now. So there was a lot of filtering going on, and at the end of the day, team, this is all about. I think that this is where the triggers agreement really comes in clutch for me as a leader is um like it's okay if i say the thing that's gonna upset the three like it really genuinely is okay and if i'm walking on eggshells with anyone in my group i'm walking on eggshells for everybody in my group right so um just again being aware of that it is okay for you to upset your clients it is necessary to say things that that stir up the dust and do the things that is actually what people have invested in, right? They've invested right. in some sort of transformation. And there's a positive side of transformation and there's the shadow work of transformation too. And you're likely going to bring up the shadow side, the the less than ideal frilly side whenever you yeah. you coach to where everybody is at in the group. Yep. You guys can start to sense why having strong one-on-one skills is so important. I think we've uh, unintentionally like really started navigating some of the nuances of group in in what our team has done. Our team had someone come in and coach all of us and how do we be better? And these are these are the things we were told. And this mm-hmm. is after I've coached probably 30 groups. And yeah. uh like how do I be better? And these we're kind of spilling the beans for you guys here. Uh, but there's that that base level of even being able to assess where human beings are to even know how to to navigate the dynamics of a group that do yourself a favor and have that first so that this is easier. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally, totally. What else? Oh, leveraging the community. Like, let's talk about that, how awesome it is to leverage a community, how awesome it is what we do in our community, um, the value of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that 
One, I want to acknowledge two two separate groups here. We work with nurse coaches. So leveraging our community is awesome. We have a bunch of coaches with a bunch of different perspectives and a bunch of different mm-hmm. resources to leverage here too. So that's like amazing. We do peer coaching. We do um, like even being at retreat is really helpful. We mix everybody up so that you get to just be connected and expand your network. Uh, but even if you're coaching not non-coaches, yeah, they're having like um like a a buddy, <laughs> a buddy that you are paired with within the group uh, that you can text that it that like there's ways to leverage extra space without it being your time as the coach. Yes. Right. Because not I, I want to even say that, like, just verbal processing for most people is so important and you don't have an infinite amount of time on a call to be able to leverage that. So bringing in bringing in the peers it's going to create cohesiveness within your group it's going mm-hmm. to um allow them to feel more connected thus creating more safety space for more vulnerability and then they have their their ride or die person there aren't they're locked elbows with somebody through the next six months of like if they're freaking out at 11 p.m they have their phone number that they can text them and be like do you have can i call you tomorrow like i'm i'm going through it um there's ways to leverage the space even for non-coaches i think that's yeah so valuable too community chats uh there's lots of different apps for that where uh you the lead coach could create an assignment let's use the self-love example uh they have an assignment uh to write down the the 10 most loving thoughts that they had in the last week and their responsibility is to post it in the group. And then the group's responsibility is to acknowledge each and every person. So you can see how you can leverage the group to create more value. And that does not require you to, to, Mm -hmm. to handhold. Um, And I think that human beings crave community as a society in the United States, we're deeply lonely um, because of just the way that our, our culture is now. And so that's another like awesome hole that group coaching can fill is the community piece. Yeah. And it's, it's why I, I think it's the right group for the right people is so incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, so great. Yeah. Yeah. I got this like visualization in my mind, like as the lead coach for a group space, you're holding like you're holding a bubble for them to yes. <laughs> ping pong around. I wish I had a better phrase, but like they're they're experience they're going through their own journey and you're just like holding the parameters, holding the space, holding the time for that to happen. But that happens outside of the call time too, to where you're still holding the down the fort. Um like they've committed to this length of time to show up and explore and it doesn't have to be you for every single part of it. Like right. you creating the space for it to happen is a really big piece of it. And then like leveraging the the members of the group can be another space for it to happen. Um, I just always felt this pressure that I had to be everything for everybody all the time. And that is right. feasible. It's so taxing. Um, and there's such magic and space for extra stuff to come through that I could have never predicted yes. leveraging it that this way. Yeah. Do you want to talk about just pricing briefly? I know this is we're going to get questions on group pricing, then we'll wrap it up of yeah. uh, kind of what we teach on how to, because you you were saying we don't discount it a lot, but just to give some ideas of kind of the structure we recommend for pricing. Yeah. It's really like take your one-on-one price and you can chunk it down to like a monthly rate. Um, and 
it's usually like a 10 to 20% discount, right? Like 20% would be super high end discount. Yeah. Um, for, for group space. Um, again, I hope that talking through all of this, you can see all of the value that comes along with the group space. Uh, but there is like some simple marketing tactics, right? Of like, well, you can't afford the one-on-one price. So here's here's a group space that is that is more affordable to be in. Right. But it's not, we're not slashing prices like in half or no, or anything like that. For your first time running a group, and we've uh, done this, I've done this with a few of my clients, is uh if you do want to do a beta group and say it's three months and you charge twelve hundred for the first group to go through. And you learn and you get feedback and you make some adjustments and you run it again. It's not, it's not um rare to double your price for your for the actual program. So we do sometimes talk about beta testing at a lower price. It's really more for the coach to to have a price that's low enough that they feel confident enough to to offer mm-hmm. it. Cause I say running a group for any amount of money is still better than not running a group. So strategic pricing on that first group, you you say it's my first group, it's a beta group, you ask for lots of feedback um, and that'll build your confidence to find that sweet spot that you can op- make that offer stick at. It's a little bit higher. Yeah, yeah, that too, that too. Phew, all right. Right. That, that's like a little cherry on top with pricing and um, don't overcomplicate that. I promise that's literally the advice that we give to paid clients. So don't don't overthink that too much. Um, this was a beefy one. We've been talking for almost an hour. Uh, I hope that you <laughs> use it as a resource and come back to it. Uh, it might take a couple of times to listen to. Um, but yeah, thanks for being here. Let us know. I expect quite a few questions about this in the Facebook group, um, just with like all the nuance that comes with it. So come find us, come hang out in the Facebook group, The Successful Nurse Coaches. And yeah, check out our spirituality and nurse coaching workshop that's going to be hosted by Laura next month. Um, And we will, we'll be seeing you soon. Absolutely. Bye guys. Thanks. Bye.